Hello, I'm Betsy Kim with WNHH 103.5 FM's Law, Life, and Culture. Artspace New Haven's 19th annual Citywide Open Studios kicks off tonight, Friday, October 7th, with a reception from 5 to 8 p.m. in their gallery space at 50 Orange Street. It will be a lively site of action, a night of art, food, and games, with a theme of Game On and an obstacle course. Every weekend through October 30th, artists open their studios throughout New Haven. This weekend, October 8th and 9th, will feature artists in Westville. We have in the studio here longtime New Haven resident and artist Don Wonderly, whose work will be on display tonight at Artspace and this weekend at his studio. He has been a painter and musician in New Haven for the last 28 years, now creating visual art and at the Neighborhood Music School teaching guitar. He is in one of the 13 studios at 909 Whaley Avenue, opening their doors this weekend in Westville as part of the Art Space event. Don, welcome to Law, Life, and Culture. You know, Don, can you describe what is tonight's party or reception at Art Space going to be like? Is it going to be one of the most fun nights of the entire year, or do I need a better social life? Well, it's going to be crowded. It, it's quite a scene, uh, usually good music, many people. Uh, I kind of run in and out, so it's, you know, it's packed with people. See the quick exhibit, you know, quickly, or go through the exhibit quickly, and... Um, then, um, you know, have a glass of wine. and <laughs> That sounds good to me. Cheerio. What I love about Citywide Open Studios is that you can meet all sorts of people you may otherwise never have a chance to get to know. And you can have all sorts of fun, open, and sometimes kind of weird discussions, a sampling of which you may hear on today's program. Oh. <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> Why should people come to Artspace tonight instead of staying in and reviewing their Facebook feed or reading a book? I think, you know, it's an exciting event. This is a a small city with an amazing diversity of artists living in and around the area. I mean, this is a great opportunity to see amazing art. And um, it's a great community, you know, all of the small communities within New Haven. We are Westville, but, you know, there's so much going on. Uh, So for that reason, I think they should come out. Well, I visited Don at... um his studio and was able to look at some of his art, which I found quite striking and a trigger for some very interesting ideas. Now, Don, you are displaying a painting called aesthetic view number one, and listeners can go to art space at 50 orange street tonight and find this piece there. Will you describe it and what you want viewers to get out of it? Well, it's a small uh, piece. All of the artists uh, are required to do, uh, I think a piece that is 18 by 18, no larger. And this is a small piece, eight by eight. And um, really, aesthetic view is open to interpretation. It's an abstract painting. Um, I'm looking, as I'm doing the painting, I'm looking to discover something within it um, that I can hang a, you know, my feelings and thoughts onto. Uh, so it has to pass my test, so to speak. Um, but if someone has no idea what abstract art is they may see it as a uh, a aerial landscape uh 
you know, misty clouds from a mountain view. I mean, all of these things might apply. That so was not my intention. What colors are it? What's that? What what colors? Oh, they're blues, pinks, whites. You know, the it's not the rainbow, but um, primary colors. And it's visually pleasing. Yeah. Say? Okay. So dance art often looks like a complexity of striated colors running across a surface. And I was taken by one of your pieces that had gold, brown, yellow, greenish, horizontal strips of paint. And you said it had two titles, one layers and the other wheat field. Can you describe the painting more and why it brings up layers or wheat field? Yeah. After you asked me that question, I, I sort of revisited my journal and uh, I started the series in 2013, and um, I called it Layers, uh, or it could be titled something else, Stacks or Tears, T-I-E-R-S. Um, and it draws on landscape, uh, but I used a kind of a mechanical application of paint with palette knives and straight edges of scrapers and things of that nature that I sort of got the idea from Gerhard Richter, uh, who I really appreciate. Um, Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, your work is very abstract. And while we have this conversation, actually, people can check it out while we talk by going on to the internet at www.dwunart.com. Yeah, and that painting is right there, the aesthetic view. Um, It's the first painting you see. So as I was saying, it, the wheat fields are part of that series. So the series started a long time ago. And again, a mechanical application of paint and color. That's a dominant yellow. So the titles were, I had several titles. And one was just simply layers and then numbered it. And then one day it sort of wheat fields popped into my mind. So it was unintentional. I think the internet is great and that it allows open access and it's a way more institutions and people can share and even allow downloading of images for free. But do you think a real benefit of open studios is people going outside and seeing real art in real life? Absolutely. And there's such a rich display of art and talent in New Haven area. Um, It's quite extraordinary. So Don, your work um, of several of these abstract streaks of color across canvases or other surfaces strikes me as even more dramatic as you describe them as landscapes, albeit very abstract ones. Mm -hmm. How does your work and or other abstract work where you can't see literal trees or running brooks, bubbling waters and clouds, how does that convey a landscape? Well, I I think in a way it's more of a personal identification. Um, they could, I think, survive without being titled, too, you know, as pure, non-objective fields of color. Uh, but because there's that, maybe that horizon line I play with a little bit, you know, it sets up a foreground, background, a sky, earth. Um, so it's very, very vaguely, uh, you know, reminiscent of typical landscape although it's sort of like a vista too sometimes it's a an aesthetic view is more like a vista looking out on to something another interesting thing about your work is how you said jackson pollock was a big influence on you and i truly do see this sense of motion in your paintings 
although, of course, paintings are a static medium. Can you explain how is the concept of motion conveyed in your paintings? In mine right now? Yeah. I think there's probably less motion in mine than there was in the originally when I started painting. Um, and so that's a good question because sometimes they feel very static. Um, and areas of a painting that I'll call a landscape will just have a real large block of color, you know, on the, let's say, the in the sky. You had said other paintings, uh, or you have this other painting with the striated colors on mostly a blue palette called Blue Moment. Can you describe that painting and what you wanted it to convey? Well, there was a point where, you know, color helps a lot. I was doing these water paintings, really. I They appeared to be watercolor paintings to me, but they were still just the mechanical application of one maybe dominant color speckled in with other colors. And that process is very, I'm very happy to do that. Uh, but that that particular painting got, I entered it into um, a show called H2O. And um, so there, the, you know, so it had the water connotation, but then because I'm a guitarist and I play blues too, um, I tried to, you know, come up with a new title and because it was so dominant and it was blue, it felt like the blues to me. Okay. Now I should convey our title to our listeners that we're on Law, Life and Culture with WNHH 103.5 in New Haven. But Don, as you talked about your passion for music, you drew an analogy in one of our conversations about composing a song to composing a painting. Can you talk about that with our audience and demonstrate what you mean with a guitar that you were so kind to bring along today? Yeah, that was one of the most difficult questions I've ever been asked. I think with, as I was thinking about it, if you were playing a, uh, you know, with the blues painting, the blue moment, predominantly blue, uh, fills the canvas. And um, so the harmony, let's say, so to speak, would be maybe one chord. And what you could get from that one chord and how far you could go with that one chord. Uh, and a typical blues might have a... feel to it but that blues tongue that blues painting would be a different feel so what would that blues painting more monochromatic so maybe i would just stay and just sort of noodle around in a take a lot more freedom with the, so to speak, improvisation of the piece. As radio is an auditory medium instead of visual, and we are talking about your visual art, though, can you describe more um, 
your visual art through sound. Is that a tough thing to do, or, or do, do it is? But I think music. Probably. There's color in music. Certainly, right. there's color in a paint. Um, but it would be. It's very. It, for, for me, it's something I have to think about. Um, and I think the greatest analogy is that they're they share improvisational things together. Uh, you can take a, a color and just continue to unwind in the color and explore it. And in music too, you could take something very open, like one chord, and just explore it. You know, ad infinitum. How much do you feel we can really convey without words that are the basis, at least for me, what I need to understand concepts or what I generally rely upon to understand concepts and complex ideas? How can you explain or convey complex ideas in music or in your visual art? I I think you you break it down into sort of its basics first and I think the very difficult thing and now why there's so many interpreters is because we all hear something or see something differently. And back to aesthetic view, you know, it's open to interpretation. I think that's sort of the realm of the abstract. And um, so with music, you know, it, it, it's a good feeling too. You know, you can get this... This is called All Blues by Miles Davis. So what is that, you know, how is that different than traditional blues? You know, what do they share in common? So what do you enjoy more, painting or playing music? I enjoy all of the arts I participate in equally. I can't, you know, and I was on the drive down here thinking, what a privilege to be, to do Puppetry, music, and painting uh, as my my career. How do you think they relate to one another? Well, certainly with puppetry, again, puppetry was mostly improvised for me, so there's that improvisation. I'm fascinated with improvisation, and I realized, though, in music, in a way, the technical demands of music are different, I think, than abstract painting. Maybe for a traditional portrait painting, they might there might be a similarity to the you know uh, traditional understanding of music. Abstraction offers a, for me a lot of personal freedom. So I want to go back and talk about your painting layers uh, that we discussed a little bit earlier that had the golden brown and different streaks of colors. As the idea behind this title gave me a lot to think about. Because you mentioned a notion about paint layers and the layers that make up all of us as people. Can you talk about that a little bit more? Yeah, well, often I'll think after I do something like a painting or even a sketch of, with, with paint, I'll try to think about what I was doing. You know, what were the thoughts that were, I was thinking about? And one idea I had was doing a collage of an old painting and I tore it up and reattached it to a new painting, and it started to think about the layering on of experience and and how that can represent something like that. Because I do think of the, I'm always thinking of the past, the present, the future in a way while I'm painting. 
It's sort of you can't get away from it. When I'm in music, there's a difference. There's sort of you're absorbed. Music is such a wonderful community thing, too. So it, it's um, very positive, I think. The artist is a solo you know, act. <laughs> so you paint in your privacy. And um, so I think that's where maybe they differ because with music, you do you get great enjoyment playing it yourself, but it's even greater when you can do it with someone else. And art, likewise, is it greater when you have a chance to showcase it and get other people's uh, responses to you? That's art? definitely a high point. That's always an interesting intersection between you know the viewer and yourself. And another one of your paintings, I remember, were different palettes of a collage of palettes. Were they cut together and uh, glued on a surface? Or why did you do that? And what is that supposed to convey in terms of a landscape or other ideas? Did you see that one last night? Yeah. I'm trying to recall which one. It was, was um, uh, you said it was different palettes. It looked kind of like Oh, it was an actual yeah, landscape-looking yes. painting. Yes. But it was a collage. It was a watercolor uh, or watered-down acrylic paint for the sky. And then the foreground was torn uh, pieces of old palette paper that I sort of had fun just arranging in order. And then I put them together, and I said, hmm, it's a painting. So how does that relate to the collages of people or the layers of people or the other ideas that you have in using layers to express certain notions? Well, you know, you gain great experience from, I think, communicating with other people. Um, you can try to discover on your own, but generally it's also through that um, relationship with other people. And in the arts the wonderful thing about being an artist is that when you do find someone who sort of understands what you're doing. So what are you hoping when people come visit your studio this weekend at 909 Whaley Avenue, what are you hoping that they'll experience or discover? Um, that they just enjoy, you know, coming out and seeing all the diversity uh, in the in our particular building. And um, I may make meet some new fans and collectors which is always a plus very hard not you know to want to sell art i just had a great long conversation with one of my fellow artists at the studio the, last night talking about the difficulty it is for artists to understand how to price and sell work and you know we have to become these prop these promoters and these agents of ourselves and um so I think Open Studios is a good opportunity to meet people, bounce your ideas off them, make a sale or so, uh, meet new friends. Great. Well, my final question is, with the intersection of law, life, and culture, what is the biggest law that you in your life feel is the most important to abide by, and how is that reflected in your vision of our culture? Just hang in there. Stay true to yourself and believe in what you're doing. And... Um, you know, and I think there, in a way, you need to be loyal to yourself, like you do to friends, and you know, and the community too. That's a uh, good law, I think. <laughs> well, thank you very much, Don Wonderly, New Haven musician and artist, who will be participating in this weekend's Westville Citywide Open Studios. 
I will see you tonight at the Art Space opening reception at 50 Orange Street. And to our WNHH listeners, we appreciate your taking the time out to join us. I'm Betsy Kim.